According to statistics done by the National Alliance to End Homelessness, in Colorado alone, there are 10,857 people homeless per night, and there are 19 homeless per 10,000 people in the general population. I then compared these statistics to the remaining 49 states within the U.S. The results were shocking. In fact, Colorado places ninth when compared to bigger states such as California, New York, Washington, Florida, Texas, Massachusetts, Oregon, and Pennsylvania. As expected, a good portion of the population resides in the city of Denver. According to Denver's 7 News, the exact number, as of 2019, is estimated at a total of 5,755 people, roughly more than half. But why are these statistics so high? This, along with the causes of homelessness, are what I'm setting out to discover. I'm Kayla Neal, and this is Denver's Investigation Homeless. To start my investigation, I want to talk to someone who deals firsthand with the mental health part of homelessness. That person is a clinical psychiatrist for the homeless named Marilyn Smith. Marilyn has been a practicing psychiatrist for almost 20 years. She tells me that she first began working with a psychiatrist at the homeless clinic during medical school in Wisconsin. This is what first piqued her interest. Marilyn agreed to meet with me at a local coffee shop on the busy corner of 13th Avenue in the Capitol Hill neighborhood. It was a warm night in late October when we met, so we decided to talk outside. Here's a clip of the interview. residency when I moved out here for training I did my like fourth year community rotation at uh, Stout Street Clinic the homeless clinic and then in a roundabout way I eventually ended up back there and I worked there as a psychiatrist for 13 years in the clinic and then also doing outreach for a number of years on the street with the outreach team like trying to engage people with mental illness into either treatment or into homeless services, housing, things like that. So this is fascinating. By actively going out on the streets in outreach groups, Marilyn was giving the homeless a voice while also giving them someone who will listen. Here's Marilyn. So about once a month, I would go out with the outreach team and meet with um, folks out on the street. And some of them ended up then getting into treatment with me, and some didn't. We, you know, the goal was always to get people into housing and just engage people. Like I, it wasn't necessarily to um, like get them to take medication or anything. And, right. and, and a number of those people I met with for years who never ever took medication from me, but still. Uh-huh. Like through, you know, maybe we could get them on disability because they had schizophrenia and get them into housing, even if they, you know, didn't want to take medication and stuff like that. Yeah, so I did that for 13 years, and then I left there three years ago, and I'm, uh, and now I work for Clinica Family Health, and I work at three other clinics, including People's Clinic, which has a, a homeless population. That's the old, like, homeless clinic up in Boulder, and uh, Clinica now runs that. (laughs) 
Next, I wanted to talk to Marilyn about the drug problems homeless typically fall into and ways of treating it. Um, some people I've talked to, they think that a way of stopping like a dr- the drug problem is to just give out like a, a safe place with clean needles. Oh yeah, like safe injection sites. Yes. Do, do you yeah, believe think, in that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that could potentially be a piece of it. If, um, you know, right, dead, dead people don't recover. And so uh, if people are using, uh, we don't want them to overdose, then that's a safer way for them to use. Right. I think treatment is the best thing. And so, you know, Portugal has a program where instead of, I think it's Portugal, instead of sending people to jail, they, you know, offer people treatment and they've been able to reduce uh, overdose deaths significantly and so I think more treatment less jail would be great because you know people get out and they're homeless again (laughs) and that whole cycle of it's not good yeah and you know the decrease in the number of state mental health beds in Colorado certainly correlated with increase in homelessness it's like a quarter of people discharged from a state hospital in the United States will be homeless within six months. Um, many of those people who used to be in state hospitals are in prison. You know, then they get released from prison because they, whatever, were psychotic and they ran naked down a street and they assaulted somebody. So when they go to prison, they get released from prison. Now they have a felony on their record. They can't get housed. And yeah, and so. Yeah, I, I think I think for substances and for mental health, I think treatment, stop locking people up in jails for you know for for having an illness and and I, I think especially with the opioid epidemic, like oh, yeah. we created this, you know. So sad. Yeah, you know that that your chances of being becoming having an opioid use disorder are strongly correlated to the. F- if you saw an ER doctor, that's a high prescriber of opioids. Yeah, I've heard so many stories, <laughs> yeah. sorry, um, of like just normal people that were prescri- prescribed like opioids to help after a surgery and then suddenly they're just yeah. addicted. Yeah, just yeah. Like that. Yeah, so crazy. I think more treatment, um, it, you know, for that. And I, I think making, Stout Street has a great um, opioid use treatment program. They have a number of patients in there they see every day and they're, uh, but it's it's not enough, and yeah. But I think for overdose risk, probably those injection sites make sense. I don't know that much about it. Obviously, nobody wants that next to their coffee shop. Right. Marilyn then highlighted something I had never thought about as a factor that can contribute to homelessness. The factor was trauma. People have an incredible amount of trauma, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I didn't necessarily realize that when I started, but the more you get to know people, you realize they just have, like, not everybody, but a large proportion of people have a lot of uh, childhood trauma and then are re-traumatized by either the prison system or jail or just being re-traumatized on right. the street, being assaulted again and uh, getting, you know, hit in the head a number of times.
Though trauma is clearly not specific to Denver's homeless population, it is still a contributing part of the worldwide issue. Tune into next episode as I take a visit to Senior Support Services to witness how homelessness affects Denver's elderly population. I'm Kayla Neal, and you've been listening to Denver's Investigation Homeless.